You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, and I'm once again joined by Laurie. Good evening, Laurie. Good evening. Good evening. We're a man down this evening because Greg's gone missing. His kid was being sick. <laughs> but luckily, we've got a, an even better replacement because Chris has come back for his holly bags. Hello, back. Hello, Chris. Hello, <laughs> hello bag. Hello, hello back. <laughs> hello, back. Hello. <laughs> so, how was your holiday? Oh, fantastic! Absolutely fantastic. I'm, I've, got, I've got a nice tan colour now. It's uh, very appropriate for a podcast. Aye. Yep. You're looking nice. great, Chris. Aye. Aye. It's, real, it's real as well. It's not even spray tan or anything. <laughs> for a change. <laughs> right. I had a bit of a disaster before the podcast started. I've got an extension cable for my headset and it's broken. So now I can't reach the fridge. And oh. my, oh, my mobility is reduced somewhat. You just need to sit with the cans in the desk now. Well, I've got a can out, but what if I drink it? What if you drink it? Is that See, you need, to, you need to prepare for these things and bring several cans to the table. I never used to do that, though. I was I was sorted before. Right. Today's show, we've got the SPL Roundup from Chris. I've been looking forward to you coming back, Chris. It's not been the same without you. I'll be listening. And then I'll be right. doing... <laughs> I'll be doing a, a review of the lower leagues, but we've got a snazzy new title for it. It's called In a Division Far, Far Away. That's, that's Laurie getting all creative. It's, it's, me, it's well, me taking the mickey out of Rangers being so far away from... Hey, Chris Haggis wasn't happy about you taking the mickey out of Rangers. <laughs> Better not. Well, apparently they don't want to be back in the SPL ever, do they? Did you hear that? That suits me. I don't want to come back, that's fine. Did Charles fine. Green not say to some... Rangers fans in Northern Ireland or something that has protested they'll never go back into the SPL. I don't know. He just says what the fans want to hear. Is that what they want to hear? We're going to get to the yeah, first division some, if we win some it. Some hardcore fans. Uh, we'll just keep winning the first division and refusing to go up. What happens then? It's just... We'll also get Chris to touch upon the League Cup because well, we need to mention it after Rangers giant killing. And then Laurie's going to talk us through Twitter. He's going to in a feature called Tweety Eye. <laughs> we've got a, a topic this week. We didn't have a topic last week and I think we missed it. So we're gonna have we're gonna discuss negative vibes from supporters. I'll also cover the charity bet and then the, the games coming up. We've got a European tie and then the the leagues are back running next weekend. So Chris, let us hear your SPL roundup. Another good weekend for the SPL. Started off with the lunchtime kickoff up in Petodre with a 2 1 victory for Aberdeen over Hibernian. Uh, another good advert for Scottish football, as far as I'm aware. I never actually seen it, it was like 7 in the morning or something in Florida. <laughs> but uh, Neil McGinn's on the score sheet again. His uh, early goal 
was cancelled out by Owen Doyle, who levelled it just for half time, but Gavin Ray popped up well enough. Uh, Shevke Cookie did have a chance. Was it Coochie? Coochie, I prefer Coochie. I like Coochie. Shevke Coochie had a late chance, but Reynolds was uh, back just in time to clear it before it reached the line. Uh, moving on to three o'clock on Saturday, it was a victory away to Dundee for St Johnson, 3 1. Gregory Taddy gave the results the lead, but then Fraser Wright conceded a penalty for Dundee to score through Ryan Conroy. Uh, St Johnson's good form continued though as William Craig put Saints back in front before Stephen McLean made sure of all the points. It might have been even more than knowing for the woodwork, of course. Uh, then at Tyne Castle, sorry, you got a couple of years, Laura. <laughs> it was a Kelly Sheridan hat trick and sunk uh, hearts to give Kamarnock a fourth consecutive win at Tyne Castle. A late consolation from Mary Salyukis should really be teaching the, the heart strikers how to score, because for what I've seen, Top scorer. No, nobody was hitting the target. <laughs> Uh, but of course, the big shock of the day had to come at Inverness, where Dundee United's dreadful defending continued as he gets thumped 4-0. Richie Foran got the first two, Andrew Shinney got a third, before Philip Roberts on loan from Arsenal completed what was a horrible day for United yet again. That uh, 4-0 win now means that Inverness have both the most goals scored and the most goals conceded in the league, with 15-4 and 16 against. Uh, probably game of the day, on paper, was the Motherwell hosting champion Celtic. And it was pretty much one way traffic, with uh, Celtic scoring twice in the first half. Goals for Gary Hooper with a cracking first touch uh, uh, before an own goal by Cummins, who then got sent off for bringing down Chris Cummins in the second half, although Brown did miss the penalty for the second week in a row. Rubbish. But, uh, but that's uh, going to have to all take backstage because St Murray and Ross County gave us a nice 5 4 game. At, uh, Use at Manning Park, so sure that's game of the day, really. Yeah, I don't think anyone's seen that coming, especially Laurie, who went for a 0 0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, I think I'd probably went for some Manning draw as well. I don't know if uh, I went for it's a high scoring game, but Ross County hit the twice. It was a, a 1 0 and then 2 1, thanks to Ian Vigers and Grant Monroe, either side of a Stephen Thompson equaliser, but in the second half, the home side raced a 4 2 lead. Most guys scored for the penalty spot. Sam Parkin and Kenny McLean are then pegged back with two goals by former Celtic youth Rocco Quinn. And just as it looked as if it was going to be a draw, up top Stephen Thompson again with an overhead kick. What a way to win a game. Aye, that would have been superb to watch. If only they'd had that live. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was hearing that the Celtic away game at Motherwell was the first time that they've played away at three o'clock on a Saturday for seven years. Yep, 2005 we played Livingston 3 o'clock on a Saturday, that was the last time. We played 3 o'clock Sunday games previously, but seven right. years since we had that natural Saturday 3pm away game. That's, That's amazing. amazing. That's crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah. I think I was at that Livingston game actually. It should have been about 12-0, you know, on Saturday by the looks of it. It was like Celtic shooting practice and they weren't very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> It seems to be a bit of a common theme at the moment. We're, we're creating plenty of chances, but I'm putting them away. So I think it's 2-0 going on, 22-0. But that's a, a pretty good performance all round, really, other than the goal scoring. Who's who's up for taking penalties now? Because it's two oh, a terrible penalty but, from Brown. I, I, I was suggesting if we get one on Tuesday in, in Moscow, we should let Aidan McGeady hit it. Jane <laughs> <laughs> could be up for it. Well, I'm, think, I'm thinking since all our players seem to miss them, He'd actually try and miss and miss missing, therefore score. <laughs> miss a miss. Yeah. Jesus. What about um? I was, uh, had a look at all the games. One thing I uh, Aberdeen Hibs 
One thing I noticed, uh, the BBC text update after the first goal um, stated that uh, Scott Vernon provided the assist. I just... Okay. See, I, I never count... Well, I see Derod. I mean, I never count... If someone takes a shot, the keeper saves it, and then a player taps it in. I don't count that as an assist for the player who no. took the shot. No, no. No, I just, I just want to double-check that, because I never count that as an assist, but I noticed... Maybe as well give the goalkeeper the assist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it just seemed weird, and... Gavin Ray still going. He must be about sixty by now. Gavin Ray. Do you know that? You know the first, the first time I went to Dens Park was in nineteen ninety nine. That's one of my first few away games as a fan. Gavin Ray and Rab Douglas both started for Dundee on that day. They got to retire. Like Rab's still going. I Rab Douglas I was about forty at that point, and he's still doing well. Aye. Well, I remember Gavin Ray making his debut for Rangers. That was what January two thousand four. So that's what eight years ago now. So it's been he's been on the go for a while, right enough. Oh. Aye, still looking good with it though. Must be doing okay after those dual contracts, eh? Aye. Aye. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think he was one of the ones that had that. I think that was Alex Ray. You're thinking? I'm just. Oh, Alex Ray didn't know what he signed though. He wasn't too sure. Talking of that, Alex doesn't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> Talking of that, I mean, see the Rangers tax bill thing apparently came out ninety four million. Is that right? Yep. came out earlier today. As in- I'm not sure exactly what that means. I, I think that was the 94 million was uh, that was a figure that HMRC were allowed to vote with in the CVA, from what I remember. And it seems like uh, it, the administrators Duff and Phelps have now just admitted, ah, okay, that's what it was owed, the 94 million. Like it matters anymore. Like there's anything left to sell. I like I like the wording though. Where is it? I've got it here somewhere. It was quite funny. It was. Um... The wording of the the report in the BBC was like Rangers FC will be placed in ad- administration on the by after the twelfth of October or something. And I was like, that's going to queue loads of people on both sides. Oh look, see Rangers FC, <laughs> they're going to be liquidated on the twelfth. Oh, aye. No, we're going to hear that one forever more. I think it's going to be this. Maybe this it doesn't matter if somebody no comes out no. officially and says something because. Aye. People, people on both sides. Some people don't want to believe it. Some people want to believe it. It's, I don't aye. care. I just... the, the one that annoys me is this whole... It's, it's the owning of the shares thing that annoys me. Because obviously there's uh, Scott that does the footy blog uh, podcast. Yep. He he had shares in the Rangers that was about to be liquidated. So did he buy into the team or did he buy into this holding company? And then they were talking about Charles Green wanting to do a share issue for the current Rangers incarnation. Mm-hmm. But again, is that going to be owning a part of the team or are we just going to conveniently forget it's a holding company it's, well, they, there's I'm a bit sure. of inconsistency there and it's, how, how do you sell that to the Rangers fans well I think we know how he will sell it because exactly. he will sell it as a part of the club right. but yeah. you, you can't say it's part of the club one minute and then be turning and saying no that thing is going to die in the 12th of October that's a holding company that's not really Rangers it's not, yeah. well, you can't have it both ways on another, yeah, another note, perfect. what what did they do? What did Duffin Phillips do to earn three point one million in fees? They sent a lot of post. It's it's just <laughs> ridiculous, though. I mean, they didn't they didn't get them out of administration. They they just dragged this out. For, they didn't barely sacked anyone. Didn't, what did well, they, they do? sat in the offices for eight months and was, then sold undersold the assets to Charles Green. Effectively, yeah. I can't believe that they can earn. I, we're, I'm, so it must be at. Being administrators, but don't want to speak about Rangers too much. We've got that when we speak about lower league stuff. I suppose we have to mention Hearts Kelly, which you know, again, our ineptitude in front of goal was was highlighted after dominating the early stages. And 
went behind against her on a play, but I think it's I think it's it's becoming a big issue because Patterson's not. I feel I feel for him because he's not a striker. He scored a couple against United, but he isn't a striker. Everybody scored against United, though. yeah, and he and I mean he's missing chances, but. I think we have to persevere with Sutton and just get support to him. He, he, I didn't think he was doing that bad. He was just wasn't getting any supply to him. And <sighs> Sheridan, apparently we were offered him three times and um, a certain Lithuanian didn't feel he could score enough. So, uh, well... And I, See, the thing is, he runs hot and cold, though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I... a fan of him. I'm not a big fan of him, to be honest. And But <sighs> I suppose a striker is better than no striker. And... I think, He's a good SPL striker, I think. I think McGlynn's got this. Got to be big questions, but he didn't bring Webster back in. Now I know that he played Bar because he had to in the last two games and we won. But Webster's our best defender. I don't think he was back fit, and he kept on the bench because he didn't want to change a winning team. And a lot of the time, I do agree with that. But Bar's not been a great player for us at centre back, and I think we we've not got that many resources left. And Webster's one of the most important players. I think we should bring him back in. So. Ah, yeah, it's a weird league see this season. I think Bar, I think Celtic will end up breaking away at the top, and I think Dundee will get left behind at the bottom. But see the ten in between. I don't know. Take your pick about where they'll finish. Well, you, I would have had Dundee United at the top after seven games, eh, near the top, I should say, and then that's them fighting for relegation. What's that? I, mean, I would have had down the bottom. I, I don't know. Who's Dundee Derby being a relegation battle? Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know where to put anyone. To be honest, I could see. Any, I could genuinely see pretty much almost any of those ten finishing second because you know Hearts were terrible, but then you know we, we hammered United, and you you see like Inverness hammering Dundee United four 0 but like Chris says they got the worst defensive record. It's just weird, you know. I've seen Aberdeen look great, but then that was their first home win. Hibs have looked really up and down as well. It's it's really hard to tell, I think. It is. It's, it's, it's nice and competitive and it's, it's, it's entertaining to see. I mean, if you look at the league table now, you've got Dundee United sitting in 11th, four points ahead of Dundee. If you go another four points ahead of Dundee United, you're up at third. Aye, yep. it's mental. It's aye. really close. It's I, great. St Mirren Ross County, a very entertaining game. And um, someone who uh, I went to school with, uh, Ian Vigers, who's actually a couple of years below me, but I was friends with his older brother and he was always tipped as being a a cracking player. He was at Celtic. He was at the Celtic youth team at that point. He was a kid, and he sort of he drifted away a bit. But I think you can see in that game he's got a really cultured left foot, and I think it, I think I think he could still do a really good job at a, at a slightly maybe a bit a bit higher level. Don't know what you thought of him. I thought his performance looked pretty impressive. Scored a decent goal. Didn't even know he had a right foot to be honest, and I saw him set one up as well. So I, I thought there was some decent goals in that game. The the McLean strike as well was pretty good. I did burst out laughing when um, commentary claimed it's just like watching Juventus, and I thought, "What is that?" I take it that's the black and white. I take it that's because they're wearing black and white stripes. I nothing to do with the football. That's good enough. That's close enough. Eh? Bye. Entertaining weekend of SPL football, though, bar the yep. fact that Hearts got beat three-one. Yep. So, Craig, let's let's hear about uh, beyond the SPL in a division far, far away. You can include the Rangers game in that as well. <laughs> In the first division, Dunfermline made up ground at the top as they beat Hamilton 3-0, while leaders Partick drew one apiece with Wraith Rovers. So that's Partick now lost their 100% win record, but it's no bad going, to be honest, they're still looking really good. 
Last week in the podcast, I highlighted what looked like a, a bit of a mismatch in odds at the bookies. I had Livingston, uh, they were playing against Dumbarton, and I thought the odds looked a wee bit dodgy, but Livingston ended up beating them 5 0. So <laughs> it shows what I'm yeah, <laughs> Exactly, and the bookies knew what they were doing. And that's Dumbarton sitting at the bottom, and they're on min- minus 19 goal difference. That's terrible already. In the second division, it was goals galore. There was eight goals at Stranraer as they were beaten 6-2 by East Fife. That was some, a relegation battle there. East Fife were sitting bottom, so that's one, one way to, to please the fans. There were six goals at Forfar as they beat Albion Rovers 4-2. And Queen of the South let everyone down by only having a single goal in their game, but it was still a win, and I guess that's all that matters, and they're still top of the table. And there was no third division games because it was a third round of the Scottish Cup. Now, there's loads of games, loads of games on, and I don't want to bore everybody by listing them all. So I've just, just got a couple of highlights. Team. Just talk about your team, come on. Right, okay. And Rangers <laughs> beat Goldsby Sutherland 7 0. Can I mention that? Mm-hmm. Inverurie Locos beat Huntley 4 3. Another seven goal game. Stirling Uni got beat 1-0 of Bonnie Rig Rose and I was thinking of going to it but it was my wife's birthday so I thought no I best not best not push my luck but I hear that it was quite well attended about 500 folk went to it, uh, it was, my mate went along he said it was £7 a ticket so he decided to not pay and stand and watch at a distance but <laughs> he said he said they got hassle off security <laughs> My old Bradley's just been cheap. That's a couple of pints. Come on. My old team, uh, some old team Montrose got put out by Edinburgh City, didn't they? Yep, Devonville beat Peterhead as well. That was the two SFL I saw the, I saw the, uh, the manager was saying it was uh, was it the worst result they've ever had or something. Yeah. So I'm being pretty, pretty critical of the of the team. Sterling Albion beat Dalbiti Star five 0 and then the, the this was a humping. The, the, the scoreline suggests it wasn't, but Rangers beat Forest Mechanics 1-0. Rangers edged out 10-man Forest Mechanics as well. <laughs> Held on desperately to beat the 10. Right. And Held Forest had a couple of chances to score as well. Uh, at this stage of the, the, the cup, it's just all about winning. That's it's, it. all about, it's all about being in the heart. Not, this stage of the cup, it. Craig, I wouldn't know. I've never seen my team in this stage. <laughs> you didn't know the league that the cup started this early, I, did you? I don't even. Me and Craig were saying that we don't even do pay attention till the new year. It's just, did, did I hear something about the the fourth round's being played December this year? Oh what? Oh, I'm, I'm nah. sure the fourth round played December because we're into the third round now, and that's going to be November the third. Is that's the fourth round we're in? Is it not? No, we're in the third round. The the, the third round draw was done earlier today. And Rangers got Aloha at home. Rangers got Aloha. Um, Airdrie United, Wraith Rovers was a game I picked out as a all SFL one tie. Everything else is kind of. There's nothing really standing out. Party Thistle uh, hosting Rangers. That was interesting. Bye. So, I so that's it. That's for my, my inner land, inner league. Oh, you missed one. There was a great game. Wicked Athletic had to travel to Berwick Rangers. That's a round trip of 640 miles. <laughs> I wonder how many fans they took with them. Oh, it must have been sickening because they lost 1-0 and I think I read it was a, a late winner. <laughs> Maybe they could have jumped on the team bus. 
chipped in. Literally jumped on it. On oh, the roof. Can you imagine it's been a draw though? Up <laughs> <laughs> the replay. Oh, I've got to go up there. <laughs> Aye. Right, Laurie, I hear you've been looking at Twitter. I've been keeping my eye on Twitter, so this is a, a new section called Tweety Eye. Aye. <laughs> Tiny bird, my name is Tweety Pie. I live inside my bird cage, hanging way up high. So, uh, I will have to be a bit more on the ball um, next time around because I've, I've got my little list of lots of Scottish players on Twitter, but uh, I stupidly only kind of started looking at it today. And because of the golf over the weekend, there was so much in there that it didn't go far back enough to get. Many reactions. Europe. Europe. I re- <laughs> get in the hole. Whatever, but here. Anyway, had some. I've got someone here. So, uh, incidentally, I'm going by these Twitter accounts. If any turn out to be fake, then I do apologise. You can correct me. But <laughs> here's one definitely isn't. On Sunday, we had Ryan McGowan of Hearts, which is at R McGowan 89, saying he's watching the NRL Grand Final. I love how the refs have microphones, so you can understand the reason behind the decision. Love to see that in football. So. Definitely. Here's an idea. Uh, Mark Ridgers, Hearts uh, injured second choice keeper, um, saying that he thinks EA got uh, Jamie Hamill's under 16s photo for FIFA 13. And with that, he posted a picture of Jamie Hamill's face in the new FIFA. So, one of the many Scottish SPL players who are playing FIFA just now. Yeah. <laughs> You'll need to put that in the forum, Laurie. I've not seen it. Uh, uh, what else? We had Matty Kennedy, which is Matty Kennedy 31, who is, uh, if people don't know, he was a Kilmarnock youngster who Everton signed right at the end of the last window. He said, great performance today from the lads. Also good to get two assists in the first goal for the Blues. Hashtag Everton v Bolton. And um, that was actually talking about the Everton under-21 match. They won 5-2. So maybe he's a player to keep an eye on. I hadn't really seen anything of him before he moved. But uh, a lot of support for Europe in the Ryder Cup. As you'd expect. I was ignoring it because I don't really like golf. But funnily enough, although there was a lot of support for Europe, Fraser Aird, you know, the Rangers player at Fraser Aird, he said, for everyone asking, yes, I want USA to win the Ryder Cup. Smiley face. Is he no Canadian? Um, I thought he was something like that. But I I thought that was like England and Scotland. But there Mm. you go. Um, He's a good guy. Ross Davidson. Um, who is a Kelly player Ross, at Ross Stevens 31 he said think I'm going to pie the gym watch the Ryder Cup and play FIFA sounds better so there's a footballer being lazy and he wasn't the only one uh, Jody Morris uh, formerly of St Johnston recently moved back down south at Morris Kid he said this sofa would be much more comfy if I had a plant size pot plant pot size mug of tea and copious amounts of toast but it means getting off it so there you go um, Victor Wanyama. Uh, Victor Wanyama <laughs> saying he arrived in Moscow safe on our way to hotel. There was unbelievable traffic, so that'll be ahead of Celtics Champions League game in Moscow in the week. So that was them travelling, obviously fairly early because that was on Sunday. I think he tweeted that. Ah, uh, they were travelling Sunday. I even seen that uh, Gary Hooper and uh, Neil Lennon were sitting up at two and two half two in the morning watching the golf. Ah, uh, well, Lee Mayer, Lee Mayer, who is at L Mayerzo. He was uh, so so enthralled with the, with the Ryder Cup, he said, my dog's crying at the back door to get out for a, a pee, I'll say. Sorry, okay. Harry, mate, you'll need to cross your legs. I'm not missing this. Hashtag, right? <laughs> See, Hashtag Ryder Cup. I couldn't risk that. Hashtag in the hole. Oh, well, 
Very apt you should say that, Chris, because next up I've got ex-Aberdeen keeper David Priest, who is at David Priest 12 who says, if anyone cries in the hole prior to intercourse tonight, I'm coming round... <laughs> I'm coming round to make you a cup of tea and light your cigarette afterwards. <laughs> so uh, there you go. And after, That's a good one. After it was over, there was Craig Conway, James McPick, both said uh, that was a great, basically mentioned how good a comeback it was. Jamie Murphy of Motherwell even said, uh, hope no one's seen me celebrate in my living room there. Um, you've even got Bobby Petter, formerly of Celtic, saying, unbelievable, Seve is smiling right now. You've done him proud. Um, what else did we have? A uh, few more. Um, Fraser Aird then came back with, how lucky was that? <laughs> right. Obviously feeling a bit bitter. Um, <laughs> couple today, uh, we had Tony Watt of Celtic at Tony Watt 32 saying he started Sopranos from the start today. Used to catch the odd episode, so giving it a go now. Well, you know, I watched the final episode today. Oh, it's a bit of a, it's a bit disappointing uh, in the end, isn't it? It's like a tease. No, no, uh, no, no. Uh, the Sopranos ending is fantastic. I love the way yeah. that ended up. It's just no. a tease, though. It's like, yes, I don't know. that's the point. I know, Although, I know. But I've it's... got to say, it's, it, I, I don't know, I don't think I've been so worked up at the end. Like, oh, it's, so nervous. I know, it's, and they've got um, the point. journey I, playing I, as I, well. For me, the entire point of that last scene is that that's how he lives his life forever. He's always on the edge. He never knows what's going to be in the corner. It might be absolutely nothing. I know, but it was brilliant. I'm not saying it was... It wasn't bad. Oh, it was amazing. Amazing. But it was really frustrating as well, because you're... But anyway... I thought my sound had went my TV. So Tony Watt is watching that. Um, (laughs) Anyway... Tony Watt must have been about three when that started on HBO in America. Is that not an 18? He shouldn't be watching that. Is he older? Ah, he's old enough, is he? No, he's not allowed to unless he's got parental <laughs> consent. Anyway, Paul Sheeran. <laughs> Paul Sheeran was saying Inverurie away in the Scottish Cup, tight wee pitch and a good Highland League team. A couple of exclamation marks. I don't know why he was shouting. Um, Stephen Fletcher uh, on FIFA 13. Any danger of BT hurrying up and installing my internet so I can get online to play FIFA 13? Always takes oh. ages. Always. He's <laughs> right. BT never did anything quick. A bit of an embarrassing one here for Hibs youngster Jordan Foster, who says, Forster rather, falling into that trap. Um, he says, is it just me or is Taylor Swift's song, We Are Never Getting Back Together, the best sing-along song when you're in the car alone? Right. <clears throat> I'm glad they added the one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll, have, I'll finish off with one from Rowan Vine here, the St. Johnson striker, who says, easy decision for me for stop, stopped over. Giving up beef burgers for life. 24 ounce beast in Dundee completely finished me. Well, actually, I finished the beast, but with it, any attraction to a beef burger also vanished. Even the word burger is making me shiver. So it's nice to know that Scottish footballers keep themselves in tip top shape. <laughs> a, a 24 ounce. That's, 24 ounce. So. Aye, there you go. That's, that's Tweety Eye. Just thinking about that. Tweety Eye, aye. keeping the eye on. Scottish footballers past and present on Twitter. And if you're on Twitter, you can follow me at S Football Forums. That's my plug. Or me at Laurie Dunsire, L A U R I E. Not like a an American girl would spell it. <laughs> me, you can follow me at Chris. That's K R Y S eighteen eighty eight. 
That's almost I would have because that's your other rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> just tweet about golf. I do, I tweet about golf. I, was ah. I love the Ryder Cup, I really do. It's a brilliant tournament. And that was brilliant drama last night. Absolutely fantastic. All the way to the end. That was good. Oh, we forgot to mention the, the League Cup and Rangers Giants giant Daddy killing. Daddy Cup, who cares? Yeah. And I actually went to the game with Jolly Little Hun from the forum. <laughs> and Is that allowed? I'd, I don't know if it's allowed, actually. I need to have a word with him. Is that one of those things that you're allowed to say if it's you? I'm not, I think it was because he was hungry. But he couldn't fit it all in. The username oh, was right, right. So anyway, we met up with Sheeny Bob and Japester, and they gave us a lift to the game. And when we got there, we decided to have a wee beer, and we legally drunk a bottle of beer on the streets. And <laughs> jolly little hun, oh, he just had one bottle, and he was sick. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I said that I'd mention it on the forum, this and jolly. What was it, a bottle of absinthe? <laughs> it's a bottle of... We decided that it was a strong continental lager. I think it was gross. But yeah, I was sick after it. So and We also said that he was staggering, bumping into people. <laughs> basically just wasted. <laughs> I think it was still still up in the game, though, eh? Aye, they did die. As usual. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But it was good meeting up with Sheena and Jape. I did say... But aye, the game itself was, was pretty good. Rangers were rubbish. Forget people that say it was the best Rangers performance in years. They were rubbish in the first half. It was it was only because Motherwell weren't any good in the first half that, <laughs> that meant the second half was Rangers for the taking. I did, uh, I did say before it was a steal odds of six to four Rangers yeah. to win. I couldn't I couldn't believe that. I thought the bookies were. I don't think they really realised what they're doing. It did annoy me afterwards though. I was listening to I listened to a lot of talk sport and it was. It, it was inundated with oh, an amazing result for Rangers in Scotland. Have you looked at the resources? They've got far more money and be- they've got better players than Motherwell. It's just because they're a third division yeah. team. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a false position they're in, to be honest. I thought like Dean Shields really stood out, and that's someone who Motherwell couldn't afford. To be honest, that's someone who no one in the mm-hmm. SPL could afford bar Celtic. Yeah. So Aird was really good. I really enjoyed his performance. He was. Uh, he just looked like he could take on a man anytime he wanted. Really good. Really excited about that prospect. Uh, Sandaza was just... He was poor before he went off, to be honest, but I wouldn't wish injury on him. But I think it'll m- maybe <laughs> be good for him to take some time out and and reflect on what he's done, because he's done very little. Just a wee sore leg or something, man. Just a wee stubbed toe. Aye. Aye. <laughs> I think I think we should move on for the League Cup. Aye, well, I was just going to finish up. That's yet another poor performance from Willow at Ibrox. Just to add to their woes. What was it, James McFadden, last time they won against Ibrox or something like that? Or was that another game? Oh, I can't remember, but it's like it's something like 30-odd years since they've They never looked game. like they were going to do anything. Rangers looked well up for it. I, I don't know. I'm annoyed at Greg now that he's not come on because I wanted to wind him up. I've not had a good chance to wind him up about it, and he's not even here. Well, I, I think Greg must be feeling it and certainly hearing it because it was him that suggested the topic this week. Oh, it was. That's that's almost as if that was scripted, Chris. It was, wasn't it? it was that... Have you got that written down? Have you got a script to be, Laurie? It was, it was actually me who suggested the topic, though, but... 
Whatever. Was it? Aye. Oh, well. <laughs> Just... Right, Laurie, introduce your topic. No, the topic this week, which we'll speak briefly about, um, was just looking at negative vibes from the stands, or I always find it weird calling them stands because no one stands anymore, but you know what I mean. From the from the fans, from their own, towards their own players, I just thought it was apt uh, after, well, one of the main ones was Steve Keane finally had enough at Blackburn um, as he resigned. And uh, also the game I was at midweek, Hearts beat Livingston 3-1 the League Cup, Danny Granger reacted to... Uh, a Hearts fan had been giving him stick throughout the game by running over and shushing him. So I just wanted to... <laughs> shushing him. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, I'll start off with that. I mean, he did kind of shrug it off afterwards saying it was a bit of banter, but I don't know if you saw it. it th- no, I didn't. It didn't look like banter. He looked pretty angry when he ran up and the linesman sort of had to keep him away because it was, it, he was looked pretty aggressively running up and kind of... Because he ran all the way back up the pitch to him, and he'd obviously felt a bit aggrieved at the stick he'd been getting, and mm-hmm. it didn't think he'd been playing particularly badly or brilliantly. It was fairly innocuous first half display. He wasn't under any particular pressure, so I'm not sure why he was subjected to that. But it just brought it to my mind. I think, from Hart's point of view, having been to most grounds in the top flight in Scotland, I think we're one of the worst, if not the worst. I've seen in terms of being impatient and getting on our own players back at Tynecastle. It's very, it's very odd at Tynecastle because, I mean, Chris will probably, he's probably experienced it when we're up for games, which tends to be the old firm or Hibs. You know, there isn't an atmosphere like it where a great support, some noise, and because it's so tight to the pitch, it's a really good atmosphere. Spurs them on, but when we're playing anyone else, if we're not winning, or even sometimes when we're winning, I've seen it. If passes go astray or if there's mistakes, we're awful at waves of support, not even just individual, waves of support getting on players' backs and I just, I understand it but I think it must have negative impact on players and although Granger you know, maybe people will say oh, it spurred him on to go and score, although it was a jammy goal anyway um, it obviously was getting to him and I think more often than not, if you're feeling under pressure and you're feeling annoyed, it's, it's going to have a negative impact on you. So just throwing it out there to you guys what you thought. I mean, obviously you go to see different teams than me, so you probably got a closer view of what your own fans are like. Yeah, I get exactly the same. I mean, it's so fickle sometimes. I used to hear that it was fickle old firm fans, but it sounds like it's just fickle Scottish football fans because you sound like hey, at hearts, it's exactly the same. It's one minute, it's everything's in the garden's rosy, the next minute, oh, it's the uh, worst thing's just... Uh, the last worst thing. I mean, the, the the last game I was at was the the Celtic Hibs game at the start of September. Obviously, being a holiday, I've missed a few. Uh, and we, after a two each draw, where half of our team was boys, there was few there was a few folk on the ground booing Celtic off the park. It's like, get a grip! It's it's a two each draw with some of the younger boys that the previous week had went out and gubbed Inverness, and yet suddenly, oh, they're no, they're no good enough. It's that can't possibly be any good for a regular player, let alone a young player coming up trying to make a name for himself in the team. And it sounds like the exact same thing was happening at Motherwell, because this is why I thought Greg suggested this topic. It was he was he'd suggested that Michael Higdon was the, the target for the, the the fickle fans at the moment. So Michael Higdon's the guy that's been scoring all the goals. He's the top scorer in the SPL at the moment. Yeah. He's banging in the goals, and now because he can't score against Rangers or Celtic, ah well, he's rotten. Did I hear that he was getting uh, criticised for his performance against Rangers? Because uh, didn't really, like, didn't really get much service to do with it. No, he? but on on the night, I'm I'm obviously a bit upset with him because his his elbows seem to be everywhere and he's uh, 
he's illegally tussling for the ball, in my opinion. But the referee didn't give free kicks, so he's for me, he's doing his job. And I think he'd done really well. The amount of times it was a long hoof up the park and he was bringing it down on his feet. There's no way that should ever happen. But he just does it with ease. Yeah, he didn't. I think he had one shot, maybe a free kick. So he didn't do much in that respect. But the balls were sticking to him. He was winning pretty much everything in the air. He was was bullying the defence. There are certain players who attract it. And one of the worst I've ever seen is... And I always did feel really sorry for him was Solius Michelunas because he was he was an up and down type of player. He's the type of player who hit a thirty yard peach into the top corner, and then the next thing you do is you would misplace a back pass, and the other team would score. He was that type of player. But I think because at the time there was a lot of ill feeling towards Romanov and the way the club was being run, and because Miko was the most prominent Lithuanian in the team, and then because a certain. Uh, <coughs> A certain incident against Scotland where he went down rather easily. Obviously, <laughs> it was it was all sets of fans. It was the away fans, the home fans. It, it be, it was, he got so much abuse. It was like you could see it would actually get to him. And it was it was a shake. He was a young lad, and he was he wasn't the worst player ever. He was very very inconsistent, but he just got so much abuse, and it got to the point. You know, some of it's it's horrible. Some of the stuff you hear from the stands. I mean, it, it gets really bad. And the worst thing is, sometimes I find myself getting caught up. I mean, I never give, you know, personal abuse, but I will get up and go off for whatever sake, you know, what's going on, or even booing. I remember the start of the season where we finished third two seasons ago under Jeffries. First game of the season, we drew with St. Johnston 1-0 at Tynecastle. I remember the, the team got booed off the park afterwards, and it was first game of the season with three or four new players. And it's like, what, first game of the season, what we draw with a team who would end up I think finishing mid-table anyway and it's like, I don't know there just doesn't seem to be much patience and I I tend to think it's to do a lot with teams who expect more, for instance you know with Celtic, I always found as an away fan going to Parkhead that I've never never used to be able to hear 60,000 people being so quiet because it was almost like well we're playing someone who's not Rangers we're going to win, we'll clap the goals I think it's yeah, maybe slightly is. different now but I'm, I mean, I'm talking Martin O'Neill era we used to turn up Parkhead with you know 500 people and we'd still out-sing them when we were 5-0 down because it was sort of score, clap, score, clap. And it's like, it's the expectancy, you know, Celtic expect to basically destroy everyone bar Rangers where the atmosphere gets up a bit. And with Hearts, we kind of have this expectancy that Tynecastle, if it's someone who isn't a Ranger Celtic or Hibs, although why we'd put Hibs in that bracket, I don't know. You know, we expect to beat them. You think... I think you see it in England as well. You see places like Old Trafford and stuff, the Emirates, when they're playing smaller teams, it, I think fans get a bit more impatient because they almost think they're just going to turn up and see a team win comfortably. And if, if it's anything but that, they'll get annoyed at it. Whereas if we're playing Celtic at Tynecastle, you know, the fans will still be, I think, a bit more behind the team, even if maybe we're a goal down. We'll still be kind of getting behind them, trying to urge them on because it's a, a sort of a, a bigger game in inverted, inverted, <laughs> inverted commas. No, I know, I know what you mean about the the Celtic Hearts games at Celtic Park. Certainly, it's uh, Hearts is Hearts is a very strange one for us because there's so many of us can't stand Hearts, <laughs> <laughs> and yet if we're beating you like three, four, five, no, it's yeah, well, it's Hearts, the rubbish. Yeah. Whereas it, one of the best atmospheres I remember was it was 2004. You were two 0 up with like, five minutes left, and we still got it back to two each, and we were 
bouncing up and down the stands that day for a two each draw. Because it's almost it's like uh, it almost probably makes it more interesting for you when it's like that. <laughs> it's something yeah. a bit more excited about rather than a, a four 0 I remember that game as well because that was uh, I think De Vries scored twice that game, didn't he? Aye, he did. I think a lot of people get caught up as well in the in the booing. Like the Scotland game when Ian Black came on, the well, it seemed like the the majority of the the stadium were booing, and and yet nobody'll own up to it. And I wonder if that's because they're, they're a bit ashamed that they just get caught up in the moment. And I don't know. I I, I know what you mean. There's, there's a certain sort of going along with the crowd mentality. Yeah. Just, just to get like sometimes it comes from frustration, and other times it comes from just want to wind somebody up, or or just want to join in with the the, the banter. But it's, it's certainly in the case of booing, it's it can be very, you know yourself when you're at a game and things aren't going your way and something happens that you don't agree with, it can be frustrating. See, I can it's such an unnatural thing to actually yeah. go boo. I can understand. <laughs> I can understand. See, when I brought it up in the week, a lot of people, you know got a bit defensive and said, you know, I'll pay my, I'll pay my, for my ticket, my season ticket, you know, it's my right. And I'm not questioning anyone's right to do it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to confront fans and go, you know, what you've given that player a stick for it. Of course it's their right to do it. You know, they paid to get in. But I just, I, I mean more in terms of a, a productive point of view. I understand at the end of a game, if, if Hearts have played terribly and I really feel that, you know, bad decisions were made or by the manager or, players have played really poorly then I think it's a good time to boo because it shows the team you know that wasn't good enough but it's you know during a game sometimes I think you know I see some European games I think I remember Malmo playing Rangers and it was the crowd were incredible when Rangers were winning 1-0 and it was just constant support though and it must really spur you on a bit when you're you know your fans are you know bouncing and really behind you okay maybe not bouncing that could bring some controversial things you know but <laughs> especially if it's a Rangers game. But, but you know what I mean? I just think sometimes we do need to maybe think about it a bit more. And there are times where you should give players stick. But And I, I'm as guilty for it as anyone. You know, I, I get caught up in it. You get frustrated when passes aren't going right. But sometimes I see the Hearts games, you know, we're trying to build and the defence maybe play it behind, with each other a couple of times and then they play it back. And you hear that sort of, you know, frustration, and you're like, well, what do we want them to do? If we, if Ooh, when yeah. we boot it up and it's an easy headed clearance, we get frustrated, and then when the players are trying to pass it around to build, we're getting frustrated and impatient. It's like we can't have both, you know. We either want them to launch it or we want them to try and create a move. It's like, so I, my my overriding view is, yeah, I understand it, and I'm not going to argue people's right to do it, but I think players would get a genuine lift and teams would get a genuine lift if fans were a bit more supportive. And I think it does seem to be a lot of a Scottish thing. And from my point of view, I think I've seen it more with teams like Hearts, Celtic. Um, Ibrox never seemed to be quite as impatient as Parkhead, from my views, but maybe that's just... Uh, you, get your, you get your boo boys, definitely. Ibrox. Uh, oh, I've heard it in the radio a few times. And they they tend to leave early. That's that's their way of putting up a protest. <laughs> the subway loyal. <laughs> ah, just uh, there's a pub across the road. For it. Why not go in there for a pint? That's what I say. That's what I do. I've just done it up recently, you know. 
They have. You'd love it, Chris. You would love it. It's just looking very eyebroxy now, isn't it? It's it's a beautiful shade of blue. Yep. <laughs> I've been <And>, on. <laughs> yep. Well, there you are, Chris. It's, 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 on, the, it's on the sub crawl. <laughs> All right. But yes, shops. it's been done up. And they've got lots of TVs in there now. And I, the, the songbook is very Rangers, but they've cut out the, the silly songs, which is good. On match days, anyway. I, I don't go there regularly. Maybe on match days, uh, they, they bring out the party tunes in. But you never, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. I, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed very civilised when I was in there the, the one time I was in recently, the sub crawl. So. I was there after the Motherwell game and they had free rolls and ham. I enjoyed that. That was good. I don't like ham. Anyway. Well, they called it, they called it <laughs> gammon. <laughs> Back to football. I, know, I was I was going to pick up the fact what Warry was talking about the the, 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 uh, the Rangers game against Malmo and the fact that the, the Rangers fans were quite positive that day. And I think, cert- certainly I've seen it at European matches, especially with Celtic as well. It's the, the positive energy that can come from the stand can lift the players. I'm convinced there's games where the atmosphere has maybe turned a narrow uh, defeat into a draw or a, a, a draw into a narrow win or something along those lines. It's just that positive energy can get down at the pitch and lift those players. And the players have said it themselves. And it even works in reverse. The, the visiting players get into this cauldron and the noise and it affects them as well. So oh, I can't I... believe for a second that it doesn't work the other way around when it's negative energy coming for the stand. That's got to affect the players as well. Well, the boost that the, the uh, opposing fans are the opposing players are going to get if they hear the, the home crowd starting murmuring and so on. That's just going to be an amazing boost for you, knowing that you've you've kind of found their weakness. Aye. I did actually mean the Malmo fans in Sweden when Rangers were over there. But, yeah. Oh, right, get yeah. the point. Get the point. <laughs> Scottish Football Forum's podcast. Match reaction. Previews. Predictions. Topical debate. Scottish Football Forums, home of Scottish Football Banter. Can we move on and discuss the charity bit? I will move on for the charity bit and the predictions. Get that both encapsulated in one one foul swoop. (laughs) Aye. Well, the charity bit, what we did was we signed the, the best predictor in the land to make the, the charity bet last week. Who's that? That was me. Hey. <laughs> I predicted that Rangers would beat Forest Mechanics. That for, was a 1-0 pumping. For £2. For £2. Pound. For two pound, right? <laughs> he, he, was, he put it on the line and it was, what was it? It was a, it was about a £2 difference. It was £2 but, difference. It was, but that's £2 extra for charity, Laura. I know, but was it worth the risk? Look at that. They just edged it against a 10 humping. men. Dunfermline to beat Hamilton. Dunfermline won 3 0, and St Johnson to beat Dundee 3 1. So it's a clean sweep. So we won £43.47. Pence. Just one or stays on then? Eh? Aye. Aye. So got to pressure on. stays on. Let's it's see good. what you're made of now. Not, not really, because I strive under pre- pressure. Under what? <laughs> pressure. <laughs> so you do. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, enough of this. Right, I've went for Hibs to beat Dundee. They're eight to eleven. I've went for Celtic to beat the the wee team for Edinburgh. They're three to ten. Oh. Rangers to beat Stirling Albion. 
I know Rangers aren't very good away, but still an Albion oh, no. are rubbish. You've no put Rangers on away. Aye, the, the Rangers are two to fifteen. I don't <laughs> mention the odds, Laurie. Yes. I know what you like. <laughs> then I've went for Queen of the South to beat Stranraer. Or Stran Rear, as I've written it. Stran Rear? <laughs> Jesus. That's really part What's of the odds board. overall? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but we'd win £38.17. Right, well, we'll leave it right. with you, and if, if it messes up, then it's, I think it's back round to Chris, isn't it? I'll be a hero if this comes in. Two weeks in a row. Charities around the globe will be loving it. And uh, all, all those odds are with Mick Bookie, I believe. Mick Bookie, once again, giving us a free £10 bet. Very kind of him. Aye. That is very kind of them. It is. That's definitely. Good guys. They are. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Just... Thank you, Paul. You Twitter as well, actually. Well, I... obviously gambled too much. <laughs> <laughs> Moving There's on no for problem. predictions then, since we're talking about predictions. Australian oh, predictions, right? I'll look back at last week's and Laurie, you managed to get the Celtic score right. I know. 2-0. I didn't even get another result right. <laughs> ah, you're simmering Ross County one when you went for a Paul Band, a nil-nil. That was the most classy. embarrassing. You went three-one Hearts. I know. Uh, that was close. <laughs> Just the wrong way round, though. Eh? Wrong way round. Yeah. Right, so we've got Friday night football. We've got Inverness against Ross County. Oh, and big derby. They've both scored four goals in the last match. I just don't know what's going to happen in this. No. I like that stat. They've both scored four goals, one of a one, one of lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Right, I'm going to go for uh, two each. Well, I went three two Inverness. I'm not, not that fun. I think it'll be full of goals. I'm probably it'll probably it'll be, it'll be nil nil now. Knowing my record, that'll be jinxed the other yeah. way around. Three two. You Inverness. know what? I agree. I think it's going to be a nil nil because I think Friday night, Highland Derby, looking forward to it. Both scored four goals at the weekend. Aye, nothing each. <laughs> We've got Hibs against Dundee on Saturday, and Hibs are going to win this because they know the charity bet is spanking on them. Going to go 2 0. Oof, I went a spanking. I went 4 0 Hibs. I think, Dund- eh? I think Dundee are rotten. I think Hibs will be looking to bounce back. And I always give Hibs a good, a good prediction, you know? You do. You trying do. desperately to jinx them. 4 0. <laughs> oh, I've I've got a bit easier on them. I think it'll just be 2 0. I think Dundee have scored three goals this season, two of which have been from the spot. There's still no firing. And oh. Hibs have been up and down a bit, but I think this will get them back on track. 2 0. Kelly against Aberdeen's next up. I'm going 2 1 to Kelly. 1 1. <clears throat> yeah, 1 1 as well. Kelly doing well, home advantage, but Aberdeen are starting to find their feet. So. And the next game up is Motherwell against Dundee United, which is just, it's too hard to call. I don't think anyone's going to get this right. I'm going to go 1-1. No, no. It's got to be one, surely. Well, Motherwell only playing Celtic Rangers, so I'll take him at one. Because <laughs> Dundee United's defence has been rotten so far this season, so 3-1. 3-1. St. Johnson against St. Mirren. I don't know, I'm swaying towards a, a home win here. I'm going to go 2-0. St. Johnson, I know, uh, no feeling good about it, but I do know. The Perth Saints are on a bit of a, a good run of form just now, a bit of a revival after a poor start. I'll go with them to win 3-1, maybe that big Sheridan will score again. <laughs> Almost said a bad word there. <laughs> how, is Sher- how is Sheridan going to score in a game when Kamala aren't involved? 
Oh wait, what, what's he? Oh, stop, <laughs> dear, cut that out. You're loving last season. Who did we just? Who did we just get beat by? Kilmarnock. Oh dear. Oh, and maybe Sundar's will score for them as well. Ah, right? yeah, they, yeah. You know they're all, all the same. St. John's and Kilmarnock are like mixed up. St. Johnston, 3-1. Sheridan definitely won't score. <laughs> See what odds you get on that, McBookie. Uh, that'll be a good one. Um, I don't even know where this one. Marlon are kind of hard to predict. They might be rubbish. They might be great. So... I'll do what I usually do and take some money to draw. Uh, St. John's have turned it around another poor start to the season then he beat Celtic and started playing well just like last season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll go with a nice high scoring two each. Then on Sunday it's Celtic against Hearts and I'm going to go for a home victory here. I think it's an obvious one. I'm going to go 3-1. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... Throw the cat among the pigeons here. I'm just gonna. I think we're we're that rubbish just now. It's a type of game that will go and win. So well, they've got Europe and midweek. I as know. Well. I'm just thinking. I'm going to be optimistic <laughs> because I think it actually maybe suits McGlynn. It's a type like when we went to Liverpool. You know, it's a game. It's probably our two best performances of the season when against Liverpool. <laughs> so I think it's kind of a game where we're maybe we've got to be solid at the back. Maybe try and hit them on the break. I'm going to go one nil Hearts. There you go. What do you think of that? I think you're backing your team. <laughs> I don't know. <always, laughs> see, I know I, I can understand where you're coming from because, like you say, we're coming back from Moscow, which, uh, given our previous Champions League group stage away games, it's probably going to defeat. <laughs> um, we have been creating chances, but haven't really been scoring that many. So, if we have an off day and don't put the ball in it, there's always that chance. Hearts on that one where your top scorers are always. No, that's so he's your oh, keeper. No I keep doing that. By you. It's too too easy to make that mistake. I've done it before. Totally different. That is a commentator's man. No, <laughs> I think I've done it on the podcast actually. Zaluyukis, he's a top, top scorer. Goal. You got to get his name right. <laughs> goal machine. But I think Sikis with no good Rangers in the league this season. Hearts are kind of the next team to point at. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to be very. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. I'm trying not to use words like mini or diet. You, you tend to like to sing a song which goes, "Oh, the wee somethings are something." Yes. <laughs> when I often yes. hear. Uh, I'm not talking about what get days to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but I can I can see where you're coming from for the win, but I'm going to back my own team and say two 0 well, it's a sense, man. I just think with that. No, I, I, I would not be surprised in the least if you win one now, but I'm going to say two now. Fair enough. Since we're on the talking about predictions, I thought I'd give the predictor a wee plug on the the site. It's forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk/slash/predictor if you want to join because we're going into a new month and there's a twenty pound prize for whoever gets the most points in a single month. And it turned out in September it was my dad that managed to win the twenty pound. <laughs> Did that finish that way? Brilliant. Yep. He managed to finish one point ahead. Thought you handed over a twenty quid. Well, I said to him, I said to him, <laughs> "Ah, you've won twenty It was pounds. you. You made him start playing it, so it was your own fault. Did you not? Was it not you who told him get on there and? Oh, aye, I, I, I pressure him into it. Yeah. So it's, I say you, you must play. It's your own but doing. You managed to win that. And how's, then how's the, the podcast mini league going by the way? 
I've not looked at that in ages. But I'm sure I'll be doing really well in I'll it. be bottom. I missed, like, <laughs> I didn't predict for, like, the first four out of the first five weeks I got to put predictions in. Uh, you know what I know why I'm asking? Why? Oh, I know I know why. Uh, I'm top, despite you having been away for a month. I know. Is there I a know. podcast mini-league, though? There is, aye. I don't think you're on it. No. <laughs> That's why I couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, this, I'm thinking, there's me on 31, Craig on 25, Greg on 20, and Sean Smith 07. How did he get in this? <laughs> I really don't know how he got in it. I don't know. It's Sean Smith. Oh, he must have just typed in a code randomly. I must just... have. <laughs> but I like that he's there. But he's, he's rubbish. He and he's rubbish. I, I like, it means Greg isn't bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, Laurie. Get yourself involved. No, in I'm rubbish. I don't know how many I've, points I've got. I've just read out the URL. Take that on board. On then Andrew Kerr and Gus Meister won the regular poster prize. Well done. But they need to share a tenner, so it's only a five or each. I've got 14 yeah, points. That's better than nothing. You're rubbish, Larry. On the overall predictor, we have Blue Rixon leading with 40 points. The Footy Gaffer on 36 and Johnny Chop on 35. That's the top three. I've got 14 Aye. points and 10 of them were from September. So August was basically uh, written off because I forgot to put my predictions in that one. But as I say, now's a good time to start predicting because you can win £20 straight from my pocket. Aye! Which is always good. Unless your dad makes it to the roll. Well, he did say that he didn't want the money, but I, that was only because I told him he'd won on my birthday and I think he felt bad <laughs> about being on my birthday. Just buy him something with it. Give it to him slyly, you know. Indirectly. No, I'm not that keen on giving him the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was out for my birthday on Sunday, and it was my my thirtieth. So we went out for an Indian. Do you realise this is still the podcast? And, yeah. Uh, ah, aye. Of course. I'm telling you a good anecdote. <laughs> I hope so. Now. So my. <laughs> me and my brother both got the same dish and you get a, a chilli on top and he decided dish. to challenge me to a challenge, challenge <laughs> to eat a chilli and there was no way I was going to do it but he just he was too quick and he ate the chilli whole and he ended up his eyes started watering and he ended up having to go to the kitchen and ask for something to help <laughs> us cool down his mouth <laughs> <laughs> I did see a couple of pictures for your birthday. It was a nice hat. Oh, I got a nice hat. And also, have you seen the cake? I did. The Scottish Football Forum's cake. That's absolutely fantastic. It is. That was a surprise. It was good. But I thought I, would, I just thought I would add that in. Okay. Right. Well, that's us got to the end then. It is indeed. The end of the revamped Jigified. Jigified? Oh, I. <laughs> What's Lee McCulloch been doing? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the wee jigs that you're going to put in. Jigified, does that mean it's been elbowed in the face a bit? <laughs> can't believe you criticise Higdon when you got Lee McCulloch in your team. I know. That's what he thinks a header is, elbowing <laughs> someone else in the face. He's done well. He's, he's turning into one of my favourite players. He's done well elbowing people in the face, aye. If you got points <laughs> for that, then he'd be the best player in the world. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy, that makes it okay, that's fine. It does. I'm sure his opponents don't think so. <laughs> no, sure they don't. Right, and if you're going to watch the Celtic game, remember it's a kickoff, early kickoff, five o'clock. 
on Tuesday, which yep. is going to catch a lot of folk out. Caught out Neil Lennon because he ended up going to the Spartans ground. Seen that for He said it was magnificent, I think. Oh, <laughs> it was huge. He told the players Aye. don't do a Rory McElroy and uh, <laughs> the Celtic players turn up an hour late, you know, going by the wrong time zone. <laughs> see, I do watch some of the golf updates. I'm forced to see some of these little things that happened. Right, well, thanks, you two, for coming on. After Greg pulled out, yep, and we're going. I'm decided we're going out on a bit of uh, black eyed peas. Do you know why? You got a feeling? No, <laughs> no, just like because we were talking about the, you know, the stands. You know, where is the love from the fans? Oh. <laughs> See, if Greg was here, he could have done his beatboxing again. Oh no! Oh, I'm missing it. No, no, no. Black eyed peas will do. Yeah, he started a craze. I was, I, I've been forced to watch a bit of X Factor since I got back from a holiday, catching up. Uh, and, and there seems to be a lot of beatboxing going on in that show. They listen to the podcast today. That's what it is, man. I do. Okay. <laughs> right, we'll get him to do more next week. I think we should. And we can have a section. I'll write it down. We must. Hey, but thanks for coming on, guys, and I'll, I'll speak to you next week. Alright, yep. cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers. Bye.